Good morning. Welcome to Sunday morning worship at Fresh Start Fellowship. Uh, we are actually taping this. Live is not going on today. This was taped on Saturday, but uh, we are excited that you're here with us today. We're going to open up with a word of prayer. And uh, as soon as we open up with a word of prayer, we're going to be going live with our praise team this morning with a couple of worship songs. And when we do, we're going to encourage you to do some worship at home. Uh, you can do something on your own totally if that's what you want to do. Or you can go down to the comments section. And we've got links listed for the songs that are coming up in worship. Uh, we're going to be opening with Our God and Open the Eyes of Our Heart, Lord. So if you want to uh, go to those, you can look down in the uh, comment section get the link and go look at those today oh, and uh, hopefully soon you'll be back with us in worship and you can see our praise team live and join us together as we're worshiping. Let me open this up with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the opportunity to come together today with this service. Lord, we uh, look forward to uh, what you're going to do in our hearts today, what you're going to do in our lives today as you speak through your Holy Spirit to your people. Father, we pray that you would give us ears to hear and hearts and the desire to obey your word, to walk with you, to uh, understand what it is you want for us in 2021. Lord, what we learned this last year is that, that uh, we have no idea what uh, to expect in the year ahead. And, and Lord, we just ask that you would direct us and guide us uh, in this service today as we look and, and prepare for what we hope you're going to do in our hearts and our lives. Lord, uh, we pray these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Well, as you see, Pastor Mark has joined me at the table today, and uh, we really wanted to open up this service today with uh, our worship, and so we're going to take just a moment, and we're going to head to worship with the church this morning in the, the facility, and hope that you do the same thing where you are and you can join us back in just a moment. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed your worship. Welcome back to what we're doing. And uh, we're here today with the church, and we want to talk uh, a little bit about what God has done in our lives um, in this last year. Uh, if you were with us last week in our first service back into the new year, we talked a little bit about New Year's and New Year's resolutions and some of those things, uh, new ideas heading into a new day, and uh, today we really want to talk a, a little bit uh, in this same vein, just looking back at 2020. Um, I don't think any of us have ever lived through a year like 2020, and I, I think it probably really shook us up in a lot of different ways. We're going to talk a little bit about that this morning, uh, talk about some things that we believe God has given us really clear direction on for 2021. But we want to look back a little bit at 2020, and we hopefully want to share some testimonies. And here's the way we want to do this with you. Um, we're going to share some testimony with you today, and I would love if you would share maybe some testimony from 2020 with us. If you would like to text Pastor Mark or myself or message us or email us or send something to the church on uh, Facebook, or the website, you're welcome to do that. We would love to hear from you at home about uh, 2020 
And, and here's what we want to look at. We really want to look at this idea of what God has shown us um, through 2020. Uh, difficult year for many people, a heartbreaking year. For many people, a very challenging year. But in the midst of all of that, I am confident that God has been at work in your life. I'm confident that God has shown himself to you in some very special ways this year. Uh, we've noticed that personally, and we've seen that, uh, that, that that's just the way God works. You know, we just finished up this, this series. We've made a lot of fun of it, that it took us 16 months to do a six-week series, a uh, nine-week series. But we just finished our series on the fruit of the Spirit. One of the fruits of the Spirit that we saw and talked about was the, the, the Spirit uh, produces joy in our lives. In fact, Paul talks very specifically throughout um, his books to the churches in the New Testament um, that we're to be full of joy. Philippians 4.4, 4, uh, that particular verse says that, that our lives are to be full of joy. James talks about in the New Testament that even in trials, even in temptations, that those things are there oftentimes to produce in our lives uh, this this understanding of joy, not happiness in the circumstances, but the joy of the Lord that is produced in us. And so uh, we want to we want to know how God has used this year in your life to produce joy, and what joys you have seen through the, through the Spirit of the Lord in your life in 2020. Pastor Mark's going to kick us off a little bit talking about that this morning uh, for us. So, Pastor. Well, the, the first thing that jumps to my mind as a, as a joyful side effect of the year or a, or a joyful kind of result, it just started it, one Wednesday night. We were up here and we were talking about coronavirus was on the news without any idea that the very next Wednesday school would be closed. The kids would be home from school. This building was closed. We weren't having church. We weren't getting together. We weren't doing anything. And we were all just kind of on this lockdown. And that very first Wednesday night that we didn't have church, Shannon and I, we just we just kind of sat around the house and we said over and over, it's so strange not to be up at church tonight. And we just kind of enjoyed the night off. And then the next Wednesday, we were very intentional about, you know, we since we're not having church, we need to do some sort of, of church thing. So Shannon and I, we've got a little prayer at Cork Board at home that a student from another ministry had made us a bunch of years ago now, and we use that as kind of a prayer wall, stick some prayer requests on it. And so what we did is we just took pieces of paper and we started writing down the names of the students in our student ministry, and we just started praying for them. And we started on Wednesday nights, and we just kind of spent every Wednesday night just kind of praying through this stack of names. Nothing long and nothing drawn out and nothing supernaturally spiritual that would just amaze people, but just time with each name, praying for them, praying for their family, praying for their their new way of doing school at home and praying for their relationship with God, and their relationship with their mom and dad and their brothers and sisters. And then we would just move on to the next name and we prayed through the adults that worked as a part of our student ministry. And uh, then we just kind of expanded and we started after several weeks, we're praying for people in the church and for the families in the church and for the, the students that we encounter or used to encounter before the lockdown out there as, as we volunteered at the school and spent time there. 
and it just turned into this to this really great thing that at some point kind of in the in the summer when we were still locked down before we started coming back together Shannon said I almost hate to give up Wednesday nights locked down because that had become kind of church for Shannon and I praying for all these kids mm -hmm. and uh, what a what a great thing we have we have jumped through hoops to keep that time protected even as we've been back together on Wednesday nights up here with kids we've been very intentional about trying to do that on Tuesday nights or on Thursday mornings or Saturday mornings or whenever we can squeeze it just because that was one of those byproducts that we did because we couldn't do the thing we wanted to do and we ended up loving it so much that we're like now that's the thing we want to do and we're not going to get rid of it and and the that's other really what church is it yeah, absolutely two or three are gathered together it doesn't matter if it's in a church building or if it's us at home with other believers absolutely and those are some of my favorite church memories are those wednesday nights in lockdown where shannon and i and our dog just sitting there and two of us were praying for everybody and the dog was just trying to figure out why we're sitting at the table without anything to eat but it was a good time I think for me, probably the greatest uh, thing that, that came out of this was the, the, the doing church from the porch. Um, and, you know, and it wasn't just church from the porch, but uh, for, the, for the beginning of this, we just really began to try to, every other day, each one of us would try to do a, a video online on Facebook uh, where I was on my porch and Mark was in his dining room because his porch was a little less accessible uh, for some of the things that were going on. My porch was the only thing I could do, but it really became uh, a time that I looked forward to. And from what we can understand, something that you guys began to look forward to as we would reach out and, and really for those first weeks, it was every day because that's all we knew what to do to try to encourage one another, to challenge one another, to pray together and to be connected. And so for me, that really became an enjoyable part of what we were doing because even though I was looking at a camera like I'm doing now, I knew you were looking at a camera just like you're doing now and I felt connected and you reached out and we had conversations. People would text us and people would, would comment on the videos and we were able to go and read and see and, and it just felt like in, in a lot of ways we were really very connected intentionally where sometimes in a service, in a room, there would be days that go by and I would say to Ann at the end of the day, you know, was so-and-so at church? I don't remember seeing them. Oh yeah, they were here. Didn't you remember? Well, no, because I didn't get a chance to intentionally talk to you. But when I stop and have to look and see your comments or you text me or you encourage me, um, it lets me know that you were there and I was connected to you in a real way that that in some ways seemed even deeper. Um, and I think for both of us, I think probably one of the great things that happened over the course of this 2020 fiasco of a year was the fact that we spent so much more time together one-on-one. -on -one. Now, we had to learn how to do that very distant. We'd sit in a room in the church building, sometimes across the room from each other until we began to come a little safer and both of us then ended up with the virus and hopefully the antibodies. But um, even those weeks when we were out with the virus, 
um, we were texting one another and texting others or Facebooking with others in connected groups. And, you know, I'm still dead on the couch, don't bother me. Um, but, but we spent an awful lot of time praying together, talking together, preparing together, planning, and, and trying to, to walk out and see what God wanted to do in our church through the events that we were living out together in life. And I really think that has changed our ministry in a lot of ways. A lot of what you're going to hear today, I think, was birthed out of those days of sitting around saying, how can we do this better for the church? How can we do this in a way that's more impactful for the body? And so um, I think you're going to hear a lot of that, uh, hopefully today, and uh, as, as you're going to really hear a lot of what we've been saying in the church and over social media, um, but we're going to try to hopefully give us even a little um, nudge to move forward a little farther than we have been. You got anything else you want to share? I don't. Okay, I don't. let's do some more worship. All right. So we're going to go to worship here in the church uh, this morning. I've got a couple more songs that we're going to sing with the praise team. Uh, you are worthy of my praise. Uh, what a great song to come to out of testimony time. Um, and if you want to check that out, go to the, the uh, comment section, look at the link, pull it up. And then after that, we're going to do shout to the Lord. And then we're going to come back together and begin to talk through the rest of this. So hope to see you back in just a moment. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed worship and uh, either your own songs or what we're doing here together today. Uh, at this time, I'm going to turn things over to Pastor Mark for just a minute. And uh, we're going to do some reading in the Word. All right. We are in Genesis chapter 8. That is today's, Sunday's, daily Bible reading for our church-wide reading plan. So if you haven't had a chance to do that yet, you're in luck. We're about to all do that together. And if you've already done it, then this will be a good review for you. Genesis chapter 8, starting, of course, in verse 1. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receding. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the water had gone down. And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the 10th month. And on the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains became visible. After 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven. And it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find no place to set its feet because there was water over all the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and sent it out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again, but this time it did not return to him. By the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark 
and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number upon it. So Noah came out, together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. All, of, all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on the earth, came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of man, even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Amen. Amen. And that, of course, like I said, that is part of our, our daily reading. We have a church-wide reading plan most days out of the month. Uh, yesterday, Saturday, was a day off. The day actually that we're that we're filming this but usually we've got one every morning and we've got we've got a hard copy of that available at the church if you are somebody that wants to stick that on your refrigerator with a magnet so you can kind of follow along each day but it is also available online we put it on facebook every morning to remind you it is on it also goes out on instagram and snapchat most of us are probably not using those but the younger folks are um, it's on the website as well, and it is on the app. If you have the Fresh Start Fellowship app, download it onto your phone. If you don't know how to do that, we can show you how to do that. It's pretty easy. But if you are using that app, every day that, those, that Bible reading gets posted on the app, and then it'll send an alert to your phone. So every day you get this reminder in your pocket that we have a daily Bible reading to do. And uh, that app is a, is a great place. You can open the app and you can find not just today's reading, but yesterday and the day before and the day before. You can find our sermons and everything else on there too. It's a, it's a great way to kind of stay connected, the app is. But the Bible reading is so important as a, as a daily habit right. that we just, one of the things that we have prayed about for a long time is, is how can we convince everybody to read every day? And then we kind of moved into, we're doing this Bible plan, we're all doing it together. That way we kind of hold each other accountable and talk about what we have read. And, uh, and that, that is good because so many times the pastor will, will get together and he'll say, you know, hey, when I was reading that thing this morning, and, and I'll have to confess, I haven't gotten to mine yet, I'm going to do it later, or, or vice versa. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a great way to keep each other accountable and to know that you are reading something that the rest of your church family is reading as well. You know, we, we talked about this a lot, too. We weren't really sure how much. Um, we've done this now for a while, and we've done varying different um, opportunities. With some, some places we just did small verses. Some places we've done chapters. We've kind of settled into the chapter routine. And, and I know that, that for some that are in this program with us that are really trying to take an effort to read this, it may seem like a real challenge to read a whole chapter. But we really began to talk about this, you know, 
What if we, we, we brought it down? What if we made it smaller? Would that help? And we began to look at a lot of these chapters on audio versions and how long it took to read or to listen yeah. to a version. And most times it was anywhere between two minutes and three minutes, sometimes under two, sometimes three and a half. But the majority of the readings are very quick. And, and a lot of them are really good. The, what we just read, there's going to be another link in the comments. Yeah. As a church this morning, we are listening to an audio dramatized version of Genesis chapter 8. And it takes, it takes about three minutes, give or take a little bit. And the, the dramatized audio version that you can find is much better than what we're able to do because <laughs> their professional voice actors are doing it. And they're doing a really good job. And, and it's, it's just a couple of minutes of your time to get caught up with what the rest of the church is, is right. doing that day. And, and when you really are honest with yourself, Brother Sam preached last week about really kind of digging in and, and working through our salvation and working in our spiritual lives and, and talking about digging down and digging out some of that old stuff and putting in good fresh dirt around our roots. And, and the reality is, let's, let's just be blunt with one another. We can spare two or three minutes to read or listen to the Word of God every day without fail. There's not, I, there's not a day that goes by in my life that I can't arrange three or four minutes, five minutes, first thing in the morning, out of my time. If I oversleep, if, if I'm rushed to go to a meeting, I, can, I cannot sit and tell you that there's no way in the world I can take a few minutes. And I know that our circumstances may be different. You may be rushed. You may have kids. You may have a lot going on. But you can find five minutes out of your day to open up the Word and read. And again, as you were saying, Mark, this idea of doing it together as a church and reaching out to one another and encouraging one another or asking questions. That's what we're doing a lot of times on Sunday morning. We're taking and saying, what did you read out of these six or seven chapters this week? What, what spoke to you? What challenged you? What was totally confusing to you? And we're trying to talk about it on a Sunday morning in the service and, and spend a few minutes encouraging one another, challenging one another, investing in one another to see how the Word of God can impact our lives and make a difference in our lives. Very true. Absolutely. So along with the, the daily Bible reading, which is which is so important, is we have the, uh, the do you want me to talk about prayer or the memory verse? Which, um, which one are you? Well, well, we're talking about the Word of God. Let's talk about the memory verse for a minute. Perfect. This particular memory verse this month is a new start to a new year. And so we've just kicked off a new memory verse, but we've got the entire cadre of memory verses for last year recorded and on your phone. You can actually go on the website, I believe it is, and look at the top of the website on the readings, and it has every memory verse listed there. From 2020. For 2020. We're going to put together a hard copy to pass out to everyone. Anybody wants to take the, the memory verses, and, um, and I'm not going to put all the verses written out, like it is on the website, but I'm going to give you the place that you can find it, the reference to find the list, 
and go look at it. But you can actually pull it up and read each verse yeah. on the website for what we were memorizing for the year last year. And I have to confess, I did a terrible job last year. We started off well in the first part of the year, and when Corona hit, um, we went downhill we fast. January and February were great. But March and April that fell off, and by the time ready. we got to the middle of the, the year, we were struggling with it just as much as you were. But that doesn't mean we want to stop. Um, just because we struggled with it doesn't mean we want to stop doing it. And I think that's important for us to recognize. We need to stay at it and stay with it. So this year is going to be a little different. We're going to have a theme for the entire year this year. Um, typically, we go through a year where we do um, different sermon series or standalone sermons. This year, we're going to really focus on a, a New Testament thought this year. And it is the one another's of the New Testament. So many places in the Word of God, it calls on one another, on each other, to do certain things within the body of Christ. It's talking about how we're to, to uh, behave as a believer with other believers. How do we encourage? How do we challenge? How, do, how are we to relate to one another? And so this year is going to be the year of the one another's. And I couldn't find a better verse to begin than John 13, 34. Amen. John 13, 34 says this, Jesus himself speaking to us. I give you a new command. Love each other or love one another. You must love each other just as I have loved you. What a great verse. Not a hard verse at all. And so I'm hoping you'll start to work on that. I'm hoping that that you'll begin to prepare yourself. Maybe write it out on a, a card, stick it on your mirror, stick it on your refrigerator, stick it on your Bible. Spend some time every day working on this verse. Pouring the word of God into your life is the greatest investment that you can make in your life. Amen. I firmly believe that. As a follower of Christ, letting the word of God richly dwell in you, letting the word of God begin to work on your heart. You remember that verse we just read back in Genesis where God said that he was going to never destroy man again. He was going to love us despite of ourselves. He talked about the heart of man always being wicked. It's never going to change. Yeah. The old man in us is not pleasing to God, nor does it desire to please God. But it is the word of God being poured into us, speaking to the spirit of God in us, the new man in us, that creates this change, this transformation. If there's a word, I know, I hear people talk all the time about what's your word for the new year. Matter of fact, um, one of our members is, um, is, is encouraging folks that she reaches out to on her website and uh, one of her uh, areas of ministry that she does um, in, in her business world, um, Allison. And Allison, one of the questions that she asked um, some of her friends this year was, you know, what's your word for the year? And I don't normally get into that because my word gets lost and forgotten about six weeks in. But God's really given me a word for this year. And I didn't know that he would, but he has. And it's the word transformation. I think that we as a church 
need to begin to look at that word, begin to ask ourselves, how is God transforming me? How has God transformed me? What has God done in my life? Do I see transformation? Am I living out transformation in my life? And, uh, I, you know, I think that uh, the only way we can ever really see real transformation is by putting the Word of God in to our lives. Amen. So Amen. we're talking about this idea of Christian disciplines, the disciplines of the Christian life. We've talked about Bible reading, reading the Word every day, having it a part of what we do in our lives, making it a, a bedrock of who we are. We've talked about planting the Word in our heart, memorizing and uh, there's another key discipline that we, we want to talk about today that has been a part of what we've been doing for a while now, but has begun to grow. The, our prayer time, and this is one of the things that was just birthed out of our time together because of the coronavirus. We suddenly had more free time. And so the pastor and I, we started our first plan is we're going to get together for an hour or an hour and a half once a week. And a lot of those weeks it turned into five or six hours together of just laughter and encouragement and looking into God's word and making plans for the church and then scrapping plans because something else had, because something had changed again and now we had to come up with something new. It was, it was constantly an encouraging time. And at one point, one of us had just said, what if the church was just coming together once a week just to pray? And from that, just kind of by the next week, we were talking about that more and more. And every Wednesday morning, we are getting together up here at the church at 10 o'clock, and we're just praying, whoever shows up. It's informal. We do a little bit of scripture reading. Uh, once in a while, we've got some, just some music going in the background, some, uh, some worship and praise music. Um, a, lot of, a lot of quiet as people pray quietly to themselves. We pray out loud. Uh, just something something nice and informal and uh, we invite people to come if you can come for five or six minutes of your lunch half hour pull into the parking lot and run into the building and spend five or six minutes socially distant with us as we spread out around the sanctuary wearing our masks and, and, and keeping our keeping our space but come in and spend five or six minutes in prayer or five or six minutes listening to us pray or read scripture and then you know, go ahead and uh, pick up your lunch and, and, and head back to work if that's what you've got to do. But And I really want to encourage you to do that. I, I, I know you can pray at home. You'll spend more time, if all you can spend is 15 minutes with us, you'll spend more time getting ready, getting here, and getting home than you will with us. But I promise you, it will make a difference in your life, and it will make a difference in our lives. Amen. There's nothing greater than the days that we're here and people start showing up. We've had some days where we've had six or eight people up here, eight or nine people up here. And those days, the prayer doesn't change. God still hears our prayers, but everyone in this room is more greatly encouraged by the day than being at home by yourself praying and knowing that we're praying. There's something about this corporate Unity that God has called us together to be. Yes. He's called us to be together. And we said this in 2020. We'll continue to say it in 2021. We're better together. And that does mean in the room. I loved church on the porch. I still enjoy that idea. Yeah. But nothing beats being in the room with you guys. 
being in a time where we can sing together and worship together and fellowship together and, and rejoice together, pray together, weep together, whatever is necessary. And yes, that is more difficult in this day. It is harder when we're socially distant. It is, it is definitely takes more willpower and intentional behavior not to just run up and hug somebody or to do something foolishly that might offset what we've been trying to do, which we are convinced is what happened to us in 2020. We, yeah. we kind of let our guard down on a Sunday. And it just so happened to be the Sunday that somebody walked in here that had the virus and it spread through our church. Now, we were blessed. No serious long-term effects that we can tell. Several people that spent some time in the hospital, several people spent some time wishing they were in the morgue, <laughs> including Pastor Mark, <laughs> uh, you know, but, but we've pulled through. Yeah. Um, we don't want it to happen again. We don't want to be foolish, but, but we're set up in such a way now that we can put 30, 40, 50 people in this room and keep distant if we'll all be aware of what we're doing. And it is just better together. And that and that that prayer time is so encouraging. It's the the first time that we that we had it that we hosted it. I remember driving up here and thinking that could be an awfully quiet and long two hours. And but it, it goes so fast and it is so encouraging. It's it's one of those things. That I'll wake up on a Wednesday morning and I'll think I got so much to do today. Now I got to go to church for a couple hours, but. By the time I'm leaving here, I'm just I'm just walking out the door, just so excited and pumped up, and just I, I just want to go crash my car into somebody so I can tell them about Jesus while we're waiting for the for the for the tow truck to come. So it's a it's a really exciting and spiritually encouraging time to come together, and we've got people from the community that are coming to join us, people from from some other churches that are popping in and out during that prayer time because it's not about Fresh Start Fellowship looking spiritual. It's about us connecting with our Father. All of us connecting with our Father. And it's just such a such a great time. And again, please hear us. We, we've said it from 10 to 12 in the past. We're going to start it just now as being at 10 o'clock. We're not going to necessarily stay, stay till 12 because we want you to understand you don't have to come up here for two hours. And, and who knows? Maybe one day God's going to show up in such a way that we're up here for three or four hours. And those that are here don't want to leave. And that's okay. That's fine. But if you can come for 15 minutes, if you can come for a half hour, if you can come for seven or eight minutes, it will bless you. It will encourage you. And I promise you, it will encourage this, these pastors sitting up here today. And Amen. so make the effort, if you can, to be a part of prayer corporately together with the church. Amen. So with that in mind, um, we're going to spend a little bit of time in prayer here in the church on Sunday morning. Um, we're going to take a, a, a little break in the middle of our service, and we're just going to pray together as a church. And so we're going to do that now with you. I hope you'll pray at home. And uh, I'm going to pray for just, just a moment. And uh, we'll ask God to, to, to bless what we're doing. Father, thank you so much for what you are doing in our church. 
in those folks that are really investing in themselves and in the church and in the body of Christ by pouring into these disciplines. Lord, I pray that you would give us a greater hunger for this, that you would give us a greater desire. Lord, I pray that you would um, speak into um, our spirit with a word of challenge and even chastisement if, if we need it. Lord, speak to us. Don't let us just lazily walk through this life. Lord, help us to be intentional and conscious uh, of the fact that we are uh, in a spiritual battle, in a spiritual battle with our own selves, a spiritual battle uh, for the church, a spiritual battle for uh, the souls of men in the world around us. And Lord, help us to desire to be in the word. Lord, as we open your word, enlighten us. Uh, Father, we pray, we pray that you would illuminate our minds and hearts to the word of God, that we would understand what you mean and what you say. And not just from a knowledge standpoint, Lord, but speak into our hearts and draw us to yourself through your word. Father, I don't know of a, another discipline that's probably um, any harder than memorization. I think everyone finds it to be difficult to memorize scripture. But Lord, we know that you've called us to put the word of God into our heart. And so, Lord, I'm asking that you would help us as we memorize. I pray that you would give us a desire to try and that you would give us a, a desire to be faithful to it and that you would uh, help us to find ways to engage the word of God in such that it will stick into our minds and our hearts. Lord, I pray that, that you would help us to hide the word of God in our heart that we might not sin against you. Lord, I pray that as we come together as the body, that we would be able to pour out our hearts before you in a corporate way, that we would be honest and, and pray for the things we need help in. Lord, I confess to you, I struggle in, in life. I struggle every day to be faithful to you. My mind would wander, my heart would wander, my desires to put myself on the throne instead of you. Um, my desire to, to be lazy or to, to, to be neglectful, uh, it, it's just as real today as it's ever been. And Lord, the only one that's gonna help me with that is you. And so Lord, I pray that you would, you would give me the spiritual uh, desire to do these things. And Lord, I know that, that in doing these disciplines together, being held accountable in front of the church, uh, being held accountable by Pastor Mark, it, it helps me to be more faithful. It, it challenges me, it chastises me, it encourages me to be more faithful. And, and when I have others around me, it helps me. And Lord, I honestly believe that, that that's not just true of me. I believe it's true of who we are. And so Lord, I pray that you would move in our church, that you would deepen our roots, that you would give us a hunger for the word of God for the things of God, for time spent with you, and that you would bless that in our church, that you would continue to use it to make us to be the people that you desire us to be. God, I ask these things in the name of Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. All right, Pastor, what else we got? Well, we wanted to spend some time this morning just kind of talking about how things are right now, kind of the, the, 
the reality that we're all caught in. Because as we all realized on December 31st of 2020, 2020 didn't go away. So much of what was going on that year is still with us. And just uh, in the culture and, and the pandemic health-wise, and um, I'm sure you have noticed whatever whatever's going on in your family, whatever's going on with your finances, whatever is going on in your in your personal walk, those things continued through the new year. They didn't just uh, the slate did not wipe itself clean. 2020B. Yeah, <laughs> slate did not wipe itself clean on January 1st. It never does, uh, but it was very apparent this year yeah. just as we continue to walk through that stuff. So we just want to talk about, you know, we've got two services. And, and since I've been at this church, we've always just had the one service on a Sunday morning. And, and really the advantage of that, what a great way to fellowship and to get to know people. And when I was new here, I loved that because I'm trying to learn everybody's name. Everybody's together in one service. So that, that was kind of helpful for that. But the reality now, when once once the lockdown kind of, once that pulled back a little bit and we could come back together again, we've been coming back to two services. Uh, we used to have a 9 o'clock and a 10.30. Now we have an 8.30 and a 10.30. And I'm making eye contact yes, with the pastor to remember to have that correct. So I'm not telling you the wrong time. 8.30 and 10.30. We've got two services on a Sunday morning. And there are some absolute disadvantages to that, and we are completely aware of those disadvantages. Uh, it just makes it harder to connect with people. Uh, it makes it harder on whichever guy is preaching two times on a Sunday morning instead of once. It, uh, it makes it harder on the praise team to lead worship two times on a Sunday morning instead of one time. And you know, one of the things that I want to say about that, too, is one of the things we really tried in the beginning of this is we talked about having the older crowd here at 8.30 or 9.30 to 9 o'clock uh, for that early service, um, and then those with families and young children at the later service, and maybe keep the kids away from the adults to, to protect things a little better. Health-wise, yeah. And, and, but what we found out is that that's really not necessarily making a big difference. So what we're really trying to do at this point now is the two services, we're just trying to kind of have an equal balance of numbers. Yes. We don't want everybody in one service and nobody in the second service just because we're trying to, to keep things where we're not overwhelmed in the room. We're able to socially distance and still have fellowship. So if you're older and 8.30 is just too early for you. Uh, it just doesn't work with, you know, trying to get up and get around. Um, or if you're younger and the, old, the second service doesn't really work because of your kids getting on up and out and having the day ahead of you does work better, you come to which other service that you want to come to. If we need to start balancing out by saying, hey, can a few of you come to the other service? We will, but you choose whatever service. It, it doesn't matter if you wanna come to the 8.30 service or the 10.30 service, whatever fits best for you. And I'll be real honest with you, maybe you're an 8.30 person and um, you wanna make that your regular service, but for some reason one week, you just can't make 8.30. Something comes up, the car battery dies, the, the coffee pot doesn't work right and you haven't had your coffee, whatever, come to the 1030 that week. It's okay. If you've got, if you're younger and you've got a family and, or you're 
typically a 1030 service person, but you've got something going on on a Sunday that you need to be somewhere else moving forward. Don't miss services together just because you can't make the one you normally came to. Get up and come early and spend time at the 830 and then go do what you have to do. So Absolutely. I didn't mean to interrupt that part, but I was just no, that's good. That. That's so go ahead. That is that's good. And that's we're doing that just so we have more room to socially distant. Um, yeah, it's, that's not our preference, but it, it's it's where we are and it's what we're doing. Um, we have not taken a step back in the intentional love of fellowship. However, we have taken a step back in the way that we practically fellowship. I mean, we haven't had a potluck here since way before the way, way, way before the pandemic. And can't speak for the rest of you, but the pastoral staff, and this is the potluck meals. It's 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 just the reality we're in. And and look, we can get together and we can talk about the way we want things to be, the way we wish they were. Not just with the pandemic, not just with the church. We can talk that about the culture. Right. The, the, the good old days before social media, the good old days before cable television. We can get together, we can talk about the way things used to be or the way we wish things were. We can have those conversations, but the reality is those conversations are not really productive because we're not going to go back in time the way it used to be. And we can't force it to be the way we want it to be just because we want it to be that way. We have to deal with what we have. And, and what we have right now in our culture is a need to have two services for us. So that's what we're looking at doing going forward. We look forward to a day we could come back to one service. But we also anticipate if God doesn't ever want us to have one service again, if God wants us to have two services <laughs> two services are the number of services we're going to have because our our goal has been since the very first time when we talked about can we even do Sunday morning church this way on the porch and we ended up doing it that way quite a bit can we do it that way our our desire has been as as pastors here not how do we get it the way we want it so that we can lead our desire has been how can we serve God the way he's put it in front of us through the circumstances that we can't control, how can we continue to do what he's called us to do? The reality is, we don't know what 2021 will hold. I heard someone say, well, I'm glad we're in the new year because it can't be any worse than last year. I hate to break it to you. It can get a whole lot worse. Not that I wanted to, not that I expected to, but it can get worse. Um, so what do we do while we're here? What do we do in the, the, the moment to invest in one another and in the church? And I'll tell you one of the things that we're convinced of in, in this, this new reality is we have a great opportunity to really deepen our walk with yes. one another. These smaller services give us an opportunity to have conversation. These services give us an opportunity to, to really pray together to read the word together, to talk about the word together, as well as to worship and to have preaching. But they, they give us this opportunity to do these things in ways that we never would have thought about doing beforehand. Yeah. So that, that's a, a definite um, part of the reality that we're in. Absolutely. And, and, and as we go forward, we are, 
we are committed to just almost a weekly sort of, I don't know, taking the temperature of the situation, so to speak, and just kind of seeing each week, what do we do this week to serve you, God? Where, where are we at and where are we going? We are committed to, to figuring that out together, and we're committed to figuring that out with you folks. Um, you know, we love to hear your feedback yes. on what we're doing and how we're doing it. Is there a way that we could be doing it better that would better our ability to minister to you? Um, especially if you are one of the folks that's been joining us online since March and you are not back together with us, what can we be doing for you? I know we say that over and over again, but we're saying it over and over again because we mean it. What can we do for you? How can we help you during this time? How can we help you spiritually? But how can we help you practically? Right. We've had folks in the church that have that have moved during this pandemic. We've had folks in the church that have had big life changes during this pandemic. And we might need to put on a mask and, and do it a little bit different than we would have done it a few years ago, but we're still a family and we are still gonna press in together and do what we need to do, press in socially distant. I don't know if that even makes any sense. God knows what I meant, everybody. But we can press in together socially distant and, and help each other through that. So no matter how long it takes, no matter how long this lasts, if this ends next week and something else comes down the road that, that is another change, we're just committed to serving God and we are committed to walking through that together. And, and that is the future because as Pastor Steve said when we started, if 2020 taught us anything, so we don't know what's gonna happen, and we don't have any control over it anyway, so there's no need for us to know what's gonna happen. Well, and, and if you've been a part of this ministry since I've been here, you know that change has been the pretty much the constant of what we've been through for various reasons. You know, not changing just because we wanted to change, but we've had staff members come and go. Uh, we've had circumstances like this. We've had um, people come and go in our church. We've had size up and size down. Everything that happens in every other church in America, and it causes change. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I don't like change just for the sake of change, although if you've been with me for a long time, you probably think I do because we change so often. We really don't like change. I like things consistent, but the reality is things change. So, you know, in this change, going forward in the future, what do we see um, coming? How can we try to deal with these changes that are coming uh, as best we can to, to maximize our resources, to maximize our ability to, to build up the body of Christ with one another, to maximize our opportunities for evangelism, um, to do the things that God has called us to. Um, if you've been around me at, at all, if you know me at all, if you know Pastor Mark at all, you know that we believe the single most important thing in our life is the life of Christ within us. It's our life with God. It's our, it's our recognition of who he is in our life. It is not a secondary thing to us. It's not an also. It's not, I'm a student and a Christian. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a baker or a, a 
uh, you know, I work at a bank, or I, you know, I, and, I, and I'm a Christian. It's I am a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ, and I am this as well. I'm a father. I'm a disciple first. I, I'm a pastor. I'm a disciple first. And those things matter. And so how I walk out my life in Christ is the single most important thing in my life. And I believe it is the single most important thing in your life if you are a Christian. And we are always going to press you towards that singular thought. Christ first. Christ always. Christ only. And then everything else falls in under that. And, and when we begin to see that work out in our lives, we begin to see what God is doing. And so as we look forward, um, we want to remind you of some things. First off, in everything that changes, there's something that doesn't. There's a bedrock. There's a foundation that we are seated upon. And it is the, the bedrock and foundation of the gospel of the Word of God, the never-changing, never-ending, faithful Word of God, of God Himself, eternal, never, ever being anything other than who He is. It is, it is the gospel message that we, we build and base everything we do on in the church. It is that Jesus Christ is God Himself, that He was in the beginning, and that He was before the beginning of time. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, Jesus was God there, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And that he stepped out of heaven at one point in time, some 2,000 years ago, and came to earth and was born of a virgin and lived a perfect, sinless life and sacrificed himself as fully God and fully man for our sins. And if we would put our faith and trust in that truth, that God would redeem us and he would forgive our sin because of the sacrifice of Christ. And that Jesus, three days after that, rose again and came, went to live in heaven with God. And that one day we will do the same. And so therefore today, everything going forward from the time that we became a child of God till the time that God calls us out of this life, either through death or through the coming back of Christ in the rapture, that every day of that life is built upon living for Christ. It is this progressive discipleship that the Holy Spirit of God is doing in our life that we are to be doing with one another. I am to disciple you. Go. The Bible says that we're to go and make disciples. And so we're... we're dead set on making disciples. And if that's 3,000 in church at Fresh Start Fellowship, which we've never seen, and who knows we may, or if it's three. Now there's different challenges with both of those. There's different dynamics with both of those. But if there's only three, we're going to be committed to discipling those three. And we believe without any shadow of a doubt that, that discipleship leads to evangelism. For many years, I believed it was the other way around. 
But I really believe it's the truth that, that when we become a disciple of Christ, the result of my deepening my walk with Christ, the result of the Holy Spirit of growing me in Christ and making me a deeper disciple is that I'm going to go and share the gospel with the lost. And evangelism is going to be that thing that happens when we as the church leave this communal building and go out into the world and share what God has done in our life. That is the foundation that this church is built on and will be built on as long as these two pastors are here. Having said that, how we go about it changes all the time. And uh, we introduced this last year um, a, a part of uh, a new thing for us, not new in the, the, the world around us, but new for us and for many of the people in our church. We, we introduced this um, program, uh, Right Now Media. And uh, if you go online or you go to, uh, if you go to our website or if you go to our app, you can see how to get connected to Right Now Media if you're not. But I'm telling you, Right Now Media is going to be a, a tool that we use. And we talked about it last year, and everything kind of fell apart when we really started going forward with this. Um, and, and it got kind of pushed to the side just because of necessity. But we really believe that it can be a great tool going forward. Um, we're going to be using Right Now Media in this area of discipleship not just Bible studies, which we've done quite a bit over the years here through Right Now Media, right. where we have an in-person Bible study that we watch uh, six or eight weeks of it where we gather together, and those things will still continue to go on, and they're great. But we want to introduce the idea of how do we do this together while we're separate? Because that's the reality. How do we make the future work? So, Here's what, in your, in your link, uh, in your comments below, there is a link to a Right Now Media page. Uh, it is uh, a Tony Evans series of, of teaching. I think it's six or eight weeks. Um, it is called The Power of Knowing God. And uh, it is a, looks like it's going to be a tremendous series. Pastor Mark and I have watched the trailer. In the comment section is a link to the trailer. For you to be able to go watch that trailer and uh, we're going to do that right now in the church we're going to watch that uh, together on sunday morning so we're going to take just a break and we're going to come back and give you a chance to go watch that trailer welcome back i hope you enjoyed tony uh, we're not tony we're not as good as he is we don't have the technology he has uh, or the knowledge he has but we have the ability to be able to tap into what he is doing Right. And uh, that's a great thing. There are some tremendous speakers that can speak into the lives of our church um, and, and really help us. And so here's what we want to do. We're going to go forward, and we're not, we're not going to start it right now. Um, it's going to be a couple of weeks away till we line up everything for sure. But we want to give you a heads up on this because before the end of the month, we're going to start into this series as a church separate yet together of watching through this series, The Power of Knowing God. Now here's the hope and here's the challenge. I'm putting us on the spot on film, <laughs> I guess. Um, the, the hope is that we're going to be able to watch these ahead of time and then Pastor Mark and I are gonna to come together like we're doing this morning 
and we're going to tape a session for you to be able to watch with questions and comments and conversation for us as a church about this series. And we will post that on Right Now Media under the Fresh Start Fellowship page. There's a little link in there. We'll talk more about how to do it where you can click onto us. We can actually download into our Fresh Start Fellowship page, Right Now Media account, our own content. And we're going to begin to try this because what we eventually hope to be able to do is do some interactive Bible studies together, not in the same room, and yet still together, even going forward so much so that we can actually be doing it at the same time. Now, we're not yet there, because if you know us, we're the two most technologically challenged people probably in the church. But we believe this can be accomplished. We, we know the technology is there, and we know right now media is up to that point now. So we're hoping to be able to do that going forward. So that's a, that's a big thing for us. We're hoping to be able to use this uh, in our women's ministry, uh, hopefully in our men's ministry, certainly in our teaching ministry, um, in our children's ministry. Uh, we've got some really cool things going on. If you are actually going to be here going forward um, in some of the services, we're going to be having some things that are going to be taped, uh, some cool things that are going to go on with children's ministry that will be on the screens that hopefully we can put on to the site for you to be able to get on. Um, and there's a lot of really um, good things that will be going forward with the media that we have access to. Um, there's also that other challenging area for us of all of these different um, sites and um, um, media access points into the world around us today. Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all these things that I absolutely am old enough that I don't want anything to do with. I've told you before, I get aggravated with Facebook. I have been more aggravated in the last week and a half with it than I was for a long time. I'm back off of it, um, and I will stay off of it as much as I possibly can. Um, it has great tools. There are things that we can do on Facebook that are awesome. It is such a distraction to me. I get so aggravated with it, it's not even funny. But... Pastor Mark deals with an awful lot of the other stuff because he deals with our, as our family pastor, he deals with our teenagers and our students and their families. And so he knows a little bit more about the other side. I'm going to let him talk a little bit about some of these other things because I don't know how to snap my Instagram one bit in the world. Our goal using social media as a, as a church is not to grow our church but to broaden the spiritual impact of our church. And that might result in making a connection with somebody who walks through the doors on a Sunday morning. But our goal is we do our, we do our Bible readings and, and we, we post our verses and we share these videos. And we've got so many people in our church through the pandemic have taken these live stream Sunday morning sermons and they've shared them with family and friends that live out of state who are not really plugged into a church where they are, or maybe they were, but their church was shut down just like we were, but their church wasn't able to get online. And they were saying, well, why don't you check out my pastor? He's online every Sunday. So we've got people that tune into to our sermons from really around the country. 
uh, and all over the state of Florida, and that's that's a good thing. Yeah. We've got people checking out our sermons from right here in this area who have never even been in our church. And what a great opportunity to share truth with them. What a great opportunity to speak Jesus into their life. And like I said, it's not about growing Fresh Start Fellowship, but it's about sharing Jesus as many places as we can. If there's, a, if there's somebody that doesn't know Christ, our heart is to share Christ Amen. with them. And so we want to use social media to, to broaden our impact. That's not going to go away. No matter what happens, right. we come back to one service or we expand to three services. or No matter what happens, we're going to continue to use social media as a church in order to do that, in order to, to, to build those connections and deepen those connections. Not only do we want to broaden the impact, we want to deepen our impact as well. And part of that is with you folks, you already know Jesus and you're already here and you are plugged in here, whether you're up here every Tuesday morning for Bible study and Wednesday for prayer and Sunday for church and Saturday for women's ministry and, and on a, you know, you're up here all the time, but we still want to be able to disciple a little bit deeper. How can we take what you're reading in the morning and how can we go a little bit deeper with you? How can we give you the opportunity to go a little bit deeper with your coworkers right. and your families that aren't plugged into church? How can we give you a chance to go a little bit deeper with the other folks that show up here? And, and they're just, they're not sure about this. You know, pick up a Bible and read it every morning. Is that guy crazy? And you can come alongside them and say, yeah, he is a little bit crazy, <laughs> but, but here's what we're doing in our house. And, and this is the advantage. So we want to we want to broaden. We want to get deeper with that. And we are going to be challenging you to learn some new things, maybe, and do some new things and step outside your comfort zone. Some of you that are already outside of your comfort zone, you're ready to go. Some of you, you're not quite there. And, and we just want to give you a little bit of a nudge because we want you to get a little bit deeper in the word. And we want all of us to, to be able to take that depth and then use it in a little bit of a wider way. So that's that's kind of where we're going with, with social media for our future. One of the things that I think most everybody in our church has gotten used to, um, even some of our most senior adults are are really getting comfortable with the use of Facebook. Yeah. One of the things that we have found um, just recently in the last three or four weeks is um, some new technology and some new ideas within the use of Facebook of being able to do discipleship. And we're researching that and um, we're doing some reading into it. We're getting some people that are smarter than we are that know the technology better. And we're very blessed that, that one of the people that is really at the forefront of this in our country and in our world, who's even written some materials, is... Um, actually lives in Gainesville and works at a church in Gainesville. And so we might even have some opportunities to be able to um, delve into some things that we aren't necessarily capable on our own that can give us some heads up on how to do it. So you're gonna be hearing some things even out of that uh, area that I think will deepen our ability to gather together in a, um, in a format that augments what we do in the church. Our goal is still, and always will be, to gather together in the building. Yes. We're better yes. together. 
in the building together. I would love to be able to get back to one service. I'd love to be able to pack the, the building with one service. I'd love to be standing room only at one service. But that's not a reality for right now. It might be before the end of this year. If things get as good as they say it will, it's very possible that yeah. will happen. And, and that's awesome. But there's still ways that when we're not in the building together, that we can be better together. And that's our hope and prayer for 2021. Amen. So that's where we are and that's where we're going. And uh, I know this has been a very unusual Sunday morning message, um, but we think it's deeply important that we understand where we are together and uh, how we're going to go forward. Now listen, it's our hope that, uh, that you will um, believe that we are greatly desiring to see you grow in Christ and you'll believe it enough that you'll get invested in your life and in our life in 2021. I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to close us up as we pray today and uh, then we'll wrap things up. All right. Join me in prayer, please. Father, we are grateful for, for all of the changes to our lives um, over the last 12 months. We haven't enjoyed all of those changes and, and, and Lord you know so many of those changes have brought challenges so many have even brought brought heartache and despair but Lord we are grateful that you are in charge and that you continue to move through that heartache through that despair through those challenges through those times that we are outside of our comfort zone through those times that we are trying something new or doing something that we've always done but we're doing it in a whole new way Lord, we are grateful that you are there with us. And we are grateful that you've given us your word that does not change through these changing times. We are grateful for the call that you've put upon our lives as believers that does not change in the middle of changing times. Lord, we're, we're, we're thankful for social media. And, and Lord, social media is a tool. And, and if, we, if we use it in a God-honoring way, then it becomes a God-honoring tool. Lord, we are thankful for the, the technology, the cell phones, and, and, and their tools. But if we use them to honor you, they become God-honoring tools. Lord, we are thankful for the opportunity to gather, even if it is in smaller numbers and, and in a socially distant way. Because, Lord, if we use those gathering times to honor you, then those become God-honoring times. And Lord, that is, that is our heart. Lord, as we move forward as a church, we don't know what the future brings. But Lord, we pray for opportunities to serve you, to worship you, to honor you. Lord, we pray for the wisdom to recognize those opportunities and the, and the wisdom to recognize what to do with those opportunities. Lord, we pray for the courage to stand up in those opportunities and and look for those those chances to serve you to share uh, your your mission of the cross to share what you did for for salvation for all of eternity with you we lord we pray for the bravery to share that with an unsaved world that we encounter lord we pray for the the ability the opportunity the, the bravery to speak truth into the lives of, of each other, of our church family, as we all hold each other accountable and spur each other on towards greatness. Lord, as, as we continue to gather, 
on Sunday mornings, Lord, I pray that it would be our heart that we will open your word and learn. That we will come together and be encouraged and, and have a chance to encourage one another. Lord, if you, for the folks that are watching church at home, Lord, I pray that they will be encouraged. Yeah. That it will give them a chance to encourage one another. Lord, I pray for those that, that just feel so disconnected right now. So many in our church feel so disconnected. So many in our culture feel so disconnected. So many are just filled with, with anxiety and frustration as, as, they, as they watch the news and, and they just, just feel like, like the world is just getting worse and worse and worse. And, and Lord, you're not coming off the throne at all. You are still in charge. Lord, those of us who know you have an incredible burden to help ease that anxiety in the world around us, to help ease those frustrations, to help those people that are disconnected get reconnected or to feel connected. So Lord, as, as our pastor has picked this word of, of transformation for this year, Lord, I hope that we will transform our thinking about connecting with you, with each other, with the church, with your word, with opportunities to pray, to serve, to disciple, to evangelize. Lord, I pray that we will seek those transformative opportunities as we go forward. Lord, I pray that everybody watching this right now, everybody hearing this right now, is, is just in store for a great day. A day with a, a chance to smile, a chance to rest, a chance to, to be refreshed, a chance to just feel your peace. Lord, I just pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today. I hope that um, in the very near future, if you've been at home, that you might take a Sunday and come check us out again and get back with us. 8.30 or 10.30 Sunday mornings are our new times. And uh, we pray that you have a blessed, blessed day today. We love you. Hope to see you soon. Thanks.